Welcome to the Pack the House Show, where we have conversations about sharing your faith as you walk through life with others. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Pack the House. My name is Andrew Osborne and I'm joined once again by Aaron Davis Hiya. and Pastor Jason Tabor. Hey guys. And uh, we're continuing our series, Christ and Culture. Uh, and this week we talked about uh, being offended. Um, and we specifically looked at Romans chapter 14 and we're going to read verses 18 and 19 today. So let me go ahead and read that for us. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then, let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. All right, so. I might even say building up. No, upbuilding. I think that flows better. Yoda. That's how the uh, would say it. That's right. Upbuilding. Upbuilding. So as we talk about being offended, um, I think when people think offense in scripture, they immediately think of, well, Jesus has been offended, so why shouldn't I be offended? Uh, and they go straight to Jesus flipping over the tables in uh, the temple. But why may that, that not be an example that fits their narrative? <laughs> Good question leading question. <laughs> <laughs> Tell why that's wrong, please. <laughs> I love it. Um, is that for me? Sure. Okay. I'm the pastor. Uh, Andrew, actually, you answered it. So let's uh, let's ex- flesh that out a little bit of, of why maybe it, why did we bring it in this conversation, right? Um, the reason is, and actually, Aaron, do you want to talk about, because you brought this up, do you want to talk about why, why it comes into this conversation, that particular um, incident? So, yeah. So in my life, I've encountered a lot of Christians where they use that scripture very easily. Liberally. So, yes. So um, there's been like situations where this doesn't really apply, but it's like, that's why they're getting mad at somebody or that's why they're lashing out at somebody is because. Or that's how they justify their lashing out at somebody. Exactly. Exactly. So like, th- like there's a lot of times where I'll hear like, well, the- I'm just using righteous indignation. And I was like, I don't think that applies in this situation, you know, and then I'm, and then it's, it's almost like they're getting offended for Jesus. And I'm like, Jesus doesn't need us to get offended for him. Like Jesus doesn't need us sticking up for him. He's great at fighting his own battles. (laughs) Yeah. So there's, this is, this is one, um, you know, Jesus goes in the temple and he he starts driving people out and, 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 um, uh, overturning tables because of what they're doing there. Um, there's other examples uh, of especially the way Jesus talks to the religious religious leaders and he's a little bit sharp with them uh, from time to time. Sorry, I have it. Mine, if you're watching on video, you've seen me, you know, dig around my nose like eight times. Uh, hey, he's on like three hours of sleep. We're going to give him a lot of grace this week. Thank you. Um, so there's, there's that uh, overturning tables example. There's again, as I said, some, some exchanges where Jesus is pretty sharp. Um, with the religious leaders from time to time. And Aaron, to your point, it, um, often people, who, generally people who have um, already said or done something <laughs> that might be considered offensive um, will have, may use those, um, those incidents uh, to justify that behavior, right? I'm, I'm doing what Jesus did. Um, the difference there, and Andrew, you said it in, in introducing the, the question, 
The difference there is Jesus is inside the temple. Um, what we know about the temple is only um, Jews in good standing uh, could go into that area. And the, the further in toward the, the center, the Holy of Holies that you go, the more um, the more kind of Jewish you need to be. Clean. <laughs> <Bean. laughs> yes. Um, what I mean by that, or the, the, the idea behind that is Jesus is talking to the in crowd, so to speak. Um, we talk about this a lot with, with uh, you know, words written in some of the, uh, the letters of Paul. He's writing to believers. Jesus is, is, talk, is doing this among God's people. You don't see him behaving this way out in the streets and in, in, in preaching in the villages. Uh, mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, he's entirely different, right? Uh, he's offering, um, he still gets to the same, you know, to the same point, go and sin no more, for example. Um, but he's offering healing, he's offering inclusion, he's offering welcome. Um, and so, as especially as it relates to these conversations, I think the, the point I want to be making is if you are um, flipping over tables, even metaphorically, and you're doing that to someone who is not yet a part of God's family, uh, you're not emulating Jesus there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, for example, I, I have a lot of neighbors that aren't Christian and we hang out a lot. Um, and I don't expect them uh, to speak the way a Christian would speak. Um, so I, I may not participate in certain conversations they may be having just because it, it doesn't fit with my worldview. Or certainly um, use the language they might use. Right, yeah. But I don't demand that they use the language I use because I know they don't have that faith background. Uh, and I, I don't get offended when they use coarse language or things like that because I know that I, I don't demand that of them uh, because they're not a fellow believer like I am. Whereas with a fellow believer, like one of you, if I heard you talking the way they sometimes might talk, I may bring it up to you and say, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that because I know you, you know, <laughs> no. Right. And, and we'll get to this later on in the conversation, but just want to, just to point, put this out there. Um, the thing is, so if you were to, let's say, uh, discourage a, a particular joke that your your neighbor was making. Mm -hmm. uh, it might be for his good. You know, this mm -hmm. is it's, it's for his own good. I'm doing it for you. That's probably true. Uh, it's just not the starting point that we want necessarily with with right. non-believers. Right. Uh, we'll talk about this later on. But uh, the other thing that that is true of that specific passage, Jesus turns over tables in the temple. Uh, it's it's if you read it, um, it is directly connected um, as fulfillment of an Old Testament prophecy. Uh, this was written to fulfill the words, zeal for your house consumed me. Um, also relates to Jesus' death and resurrection. But uh, the point being, um, unless if the thing that you are doing in your righteous indignation was prophesied in Scripture and you're fulfilling that prophecy, go ahead. Um, if not, you probably want to, you probably want to be careful about making that linkage. Except none of us are Jesus. That's so. exactly the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> probably not going to be prophecies about you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> All right. So I said earlier, we kind of put that on the T in order to smack it off. So I think we've done. <laughs> All right. So now that we, we've gotten that out of the way, how, how, um, you may also hear from those friends and neighbors, well, you Christians are just so, so easily offended all the time. Uh, first of all, is, is that true, do you think? And 
uh, if it is true, how do we present a different face? Well, it is certainly true that that is the perception. Yeah. Um, and all perception is not, I don't, I'll back that up. This perception anyway has some reality in it. It's not based entirely in fiction, right? Um, Which I'm going to say as a, as a, you know, a positive in that is that sometimes, because we are so connected to our Lord and Savior and he does live in us. So when things like that happen, it does kind of go against our human nature because like you're hurting us when you hurt, when you talk badly about him. Right. So that is why that perception is there. And that's probably why people lash out when they, when somebody says something bad about God or themselves, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Or if something's not going the way that you think that God had it planned, you know? Yeah. Uh, you're so you're right. This is this is personal for us. It, it ought to be personal for us. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. And so it will hurt sometimes. Um, and so if you're listening and, and you and I've done it, um, you know, I, I have Facebook, I have social media, I, I'm a keyboard warrior from time to time as well. Um, <laughs> if you're listening and, and you've uh, been a part of some of that uh, lashing out, uh, if you have, if you've done something that was driven by your um, you know, kind of the fire in your belly. Um, there is forgiveness for that. There, you know, there's for me too. There's grace for it. So we, this is not con- condemnation. Um, we do want to though get to Andrew's question of how do we now have a maybe a different um, mindset or present a different mindset. Before we go there, I want to talk a little bit a little bit about um, Andrew. As you said, this is the perception, right? We're all very offend- very easily offended. And to a certain extent, that perception comes because many non-believers, many who are not followers of Jesus, have encountered a Christian like the one I just described, uh, who did or said a thing that was that was driven by their by their sense of being offended that was probably hurtful. Uh, so let's take a minute to talk about uh, how we can how we can start to bring some healing uh, to the the non-believers in our lives who may have been hurt by someone else's uh, actions. So as you're saying that, it makes me think a lot of times, I think, when um, you you have a friend who says something that's trying, it seems like they're trying to make you feel offended. So they Mm -hmm. may say something about Jesus that's pretty blasphemous or something. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times they're trying to see how you'll react because maybe they've um, been in a situation with someone who's Christian that did react poorly. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to see if you will react the same way. And what that is, is trying to test if you're a safe person. Right. Right. So I think one way to, to counteract that is to not be offended, yeah. to not blow up at them. In um, other words, if they're looking to see if you're a safe person, be a safe person. Right. Exactly. And yeah, I have that, to say, I've been called like weak-minded because I'm a Christian, right? Believing in something you don't see is super dumb, you know, stuff like that. Um, and I think a lot everything of you believe is a fairy tale. Right. And a lot of times I don't react, but then I'll go and pray about it like afterwards. Cause I mean, if anybody calls you dumb, it, it hurts your feelings. You know, it's not like I'm, I'm like made of stone, you know what I mean? But like, I also know that like, there's something else going on. So usually when somebody comes at me real hard like that, especially if I haven't like provoked it in any way, like, I'll just, I won't really react. I'll just say, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. And then I'll go and I'll pray about it. And then it usually ends up resolving itself. But at the same point, like, it doesn't mean you don't get your feelings hurt, you know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's it, it's natural to not like <laughs> to hear things like that. Right. Uh, not asking. I mean, in, in none of this conversation are we asking you to pretend that you feel things right. that you don't feel, or or that you don't feel things you do feel. Right. Um, yes. It's okay to have feelings. <laughs> it's about like, what I think. If, if you if somebody was to say like I was weak minded and then I came back at them with no I'm not and then gave them all the scripture that I know right that's, weak minded yeah that's like that's like an aggressive tact because usually when that kind of stuff is happening again it's not really about us right per se like Andrew was saying yeah yeah um so let me let me make a couple points along these lines um again about how do we start to bring some healing to maybe those around us who've been hurt by a christian and this is very very similar to the conversation we had a while back about um people who've been hurt by the church um the first point i would i would make is um i wrote it in my notes as as apologize for those who have caused offense or who have acted in their offense who have done a hurtful thing because they were offended um, not that you personally, if you didn't do it, you have nothing necessarily to apologize for. Um, right. and yet it is beneficial and helpful to validate that. Yeah. You know, that, that thing was very hurtful. I'm, I'm sorry that happened to you. Um, not, I'm, I'm not apologizing for doing it, but I'm sorry that happened to you. Uh, and that again, can be, can be go a long way towards saying I'm a safe person, you know, to, to talk to about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of Christians think they are um, that they're bringing people to faith by shutting down all of the bad things they do or the bad things they say, whereas that's not where faith comes from, and that's not what saves you, um, whereas God wants us to encounter them with his love and grace so that they get to know him and can be saved through his uh, mercy for them, and then his spirit will work on those other things. Yeah, I want to. Uh, I have to leave that alone because I want to go so many directions with that. <laughs> that's it. That's a, a really interesting way to to uh, to look at that. So the um, other thing that I wanted to say was that I have a lot of atheist and non Christian people in my life, but in their lives, I'm usually the only Christian they know, mm -hmm. and they've had like a negative view of Christians. Like when I've been called weak minded, it's like I'm literally the only Christian they know. So that's what they were told by their parents yep. is that Christians are weak minded. Right. And so then when they meet me, they're like, well, she's not dumb. So this doesn't make sense. So yeah, if, but, by not getting offended, I'm actually opening up the door to like, mm -hmm. let them know that Christians aren't weak minded. Like, we yes, do and you didn't to have to announce that you weren't dumb. Right. Exactly. Uh, you didn't have to uh, convince them or argue them into the idea that you're not dumb. Exactly. Uh, by being a presence, a, con a continual presence in their lives, by building that relationship, uh, mm -hmm. they get to see that on their own. Um, that's a great point. Yeah. So if you come across a person who, who's, who's kind of disposition is well, you Christians are all kind of, um, thin skinned, weak minded, um, you know, sheep, um, recognize there's probably something behind it. There's probably an experience that they've had or to Aaron's point, someone close to them has had that's driving that, um, it is okay. And it's helpful as Andrew said, don't, you don't have to react to it. There's some, there's sometimes just looking to see if you're safe. So be safe <laughs> by not jumping off them. Right. And then thirdly, it's, it's worthwhile to, especially if they share that experience with you to, to validate that. Yeah, that would have been really hurtful. And I'm sorry that happened to you. Um, 
that's okay and safe to do. So that's that. Now to Andrew's uh, previous question, how do we have a different or present a different way of being a different mindset? And I think the first thing that comes to my mind, uh, just to lead this off, is um, if, if the idea is we're going to be Jesus followers who are not offended, if we're going to be engaging our neighbors um, unoffendedly, that's, I know that's not a word, but if we can use upbuilding, we can say unoffendedly. Um, if that's going to be our posture, it doesn't really work to, to tell them, well, I'm not being offended. <laughs> Right. right. So that's kind of a what not to do. It's not good enough just to, to assert I am not offended um, because that really comes across as I actually am, but I'm going to tell you I'm not because I think I'm supposed to. So I learned this lesson in high school, right? Because I was a singer like professionally, right? And there were some people that loved the way I sing and there were some people that told me that I sucked, right? And I had to rely in the confidence that like, I was good because if I relied on the confidence that I sucked, I wouldn't have gone on and done what I was supposed to. Right. Yeah. And so I use that same lesson with my kids. Like even when they're fighting with each other, one will call another a loser and I'll be like, well, are you a loser? And show like, you know, like I'm talking to the one that's getting offended and I'm like, well, are you a loser? And it's like, no, I'm not a loser. And I'm like, then why do you care what they say? Like, why does yeah. this affect your life in any way, shape or form? Pastor Scott had a great line in his sermon. He said, the place between offended and capitulation, that is giving in to whatever is happening. The place between offended and capitulation is confidence. Confidence. And specifically, he meant the confidence of who I am in Jesus, right? And so Absolutely. as we have these conversations, not that this is different from most weeks when we talk, but <laughs> knowing who you are in Jesus, knowing the promise that's been made to you, uh, the incredible value that you have. Um, can be the thing that allows you to say, well, this doesn't have to hurt me. Mm -hmm. And knowing who Jesus says you are, because sometimes, I mean, if you get told you're ugly enough, you're going to be like, well, maybe I am ugly. Right. But if you go to scripture and you read that you are beautifully and wonderfully made, that's going to reprogram your brain to be like, okay, I'm not ugly. God made me beautiful and wonderful, you mm -hmm. know? So I think going to scripture really solidifies that who I am in Christ and not listening to the people around you, which are not saying truth. Mm -hmm. I think even in the confidence, though, there's a balancing act because there are people that we've run into who are too confident in their faith and that they uh, they become just obnoxious about it. That's and I don't true. think that's helpful either. Correct. Confident in my faith means confident in the whole story, right? And part of that story is yes, I am redeemed by Jesus, but not by my own uh, awesomeness. And also that means I needed redeeming. <laughs> if, right. if I'm rescued by Jesus, it's, it implies that I needed rescue. <laughs> yeah. so have that as part of your confidence too. I'm not, I'm not amazing. Uh, yeah. But when I hear confidence in my faith, I usually take it as like, people have a prescription on how your journey with Christ should be. Right. And so I think when like the conf the confidence is like, I know exactly how to fix your life, which I've never said to anybody, even though I'm a Christian, like God's fixing my life and I don't even know how he's doing it. <laughs> right? right. Like he's just doing it day by day. And so I think that's kind of the confidence that a lot of people are put off by. It's like, no, you, you don't have it all together and you don't know everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and so this is actually one way of approaching the, the conversation, one way of, of demonstrating a different kind of mindset that says, I'm, 
I'm not overly confident. I'm not, I'm not putting myself in a, in a place of judgment over you uh, because I know that I also needed for need <laughs> continually forgiving. Yeah. Um, that's one way of going about it. And that there's, there's value in it. Um, however, telling what's wrong with me doesn't necessarily give good news to the person I'm speaking to. Um, it doesn't necessarily invite them into something attractive that Jesus is offering them by telling them that I'm, that I'm weak and human. It is accurate, <laughs> but it doesn't necessarily. So I'd like to go one step further. Um, you know, say that piece if it feels right to you in the conversation. I'd like to go one step further and give some language for um, how to paint a different picture that, that also uh, offers something attractive to the person that you're talking to. Uh, the first thing is, what if the thing I might otherwise... So it's one thing to say, I'm not going to demonstrate offense. I'm not going to, um, you know, pop off at my, in the mouth at my offendedness when my when my neighbor, my coworker, um, says an offensive joke mm -hmm. or a joke. It's one thing to say, I'm not going to show my offense. Yet the thing the person is doing might actually be objectionable, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So um, I think the first part of the conversation is, is it, how, what, what do we do with that? I think the first part of the conversation is it's not, it's not that I support the thing that was done or said. I don't support the, the off-color joke, the, right. the, the demeaning nature of the joke. It's not that I support that. And here's the language I use. It's not that I support what he said or what you have just said. <laughs> it's just that I have a different goal in mind. Um, that's my way of kind of shifting the conversation. The next kind of step with that would be I have a different goal in mind. So this is answering the question of, I thought you th you Christians di disapproved of that thing. Why did, you know, well, yeah, it's not that I approve of it. It's just that I have a different goal in mind. And I, what it is, is I want you to come to know the hope and the joy and the comfort that I also have in Jesus. So that's, that's my way as I've had those conversations of, again, not capitulating, you know, like Pastor Scott said, not kind of going along with the, with the, the dirty joke um, for the sake of, of, of smoothing things over, but also going the extra step of how do I describe the reason for my lack of offense in a way that's open, that's inviting to the person I'm talking to. So if that they ask you, that, if they asked you, what do you mean? What's, what's the goal you have then? I'd say um, I might be as direct as saying it's not, I, I don't want to be stuck on correcting behavior. What I want is for you to come to know hope and joy and peace that I find in, in my faith or in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds a lot less offensive than you need to change everything about the way you're living. So, so in a sense, what that so is let me saying, help you do that. <laughs> yeah, in a sense, what that is saying is, yeah, I thought the, I thought the joke was off color and and didn't need to be said, but I'm gonna I'm gonna look beyond that for now, uh, in order to not get stuck there. Yeah, I don't want to get stuck there. I right. would rather spend my my relationship time helping to show joy and hope and peace. 
Yeah. Or like I've done two things where it's like, well, I didn't think that was funny, but then I'll tell a joke that they actually is funny. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, yeah, and, more, it's a little bit more clean cut, right? I'll be yeah, like, if you, if you don't I agree with the thing, be honest about it, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, that's a, I I like what you're talking about, like redirecting, mm -hmm. where it's like you don't need to dwell in the thing that you know actually did offend you, right? Yeah. Like it made you a little bit uncomfortable. Like you don't need to dwell there. Move on to the next step and try and like redirect into something that could be constructive. Yeah, the reason for not dwelling there is exactly what Andrew said. We if we spend all our time just simply closing, you know, naughty doors, yeah. we haven't actually pointed them toward Jesus. Yes. The reason for not dwelling there is because we want to show them something else, which is yeah. the joy and hope that he offers. And so what I'm encouraging is have that thought process in your head. Don't mm -hmm. dwell there because I want to show them joy and hope of Jesus. Also say that to them. <laughs> right. Yeah, so you can, can say like, that's not funny. Like, that's not funny to me, right? Like I say that all the time and I don't think people get offended by that. Like everybody has a different sense of humor, it's fine. Mm -hmm. So, and I still think people think I'm a safe place to like tell those jokes too. Otherwise I wouldn't hear them all the time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. I don't, I you know that's not my, my type of joke. Know. I don't think that's yeah. funny. Right. But also I, what that shows is I want to maintain the relationship with you. Yeah. You know, to Andrew's point, not going to participate in all the all the all the humor, all the language, but I am going to be in the room. Mm -hmm. And I'm also not going to not going to, you know, laser in on every every aspect of the humor and the language, because what I really want is to be in the room in order to share the the hope of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because the other thing that makes it really this is what makes it easy for me not to get offended is that like I'm living by a different set of rules than these people are. Yep. Right. So like, they don't need, like, it's like, they don't know what they don't know. I you might know say I mean? this way. You're playing from a different playbook. Exactly. So when like they, when I come across something that they're doing that I wouldn't do because I'm connected to Jesus, mm -hmm. I don't get offended because they don't even know. Like that's yeah. not, that's not in their wheelhouse. It's you the know? same reason I, I can't get mad at my one month old for, you know, for screaming at me. He doesn't know any better. That's not helpful. <laughs> yeah. I, I tell him all the time, you know, you did this to yourself. Yeah, uh, but he doesn't have words yet. He can't tell you mm -hmm. what he's supposed to be telling you. He hates, so, the, yeah. he hates the diaper changes and they last twice as long as they need to because he wants to put his legs straight up. <laughs> you brought that on yourself, but he doesn't know any better. So I can't, I can't get <laughs> mad about it. <laughs> so that's why I always think like, it's, it's, I mean, it's the same as getting offended at like, you know, anything where they like a person that come new, into the country new, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like they don't know how things work here. Why would I be offended that they would do something that's un-American, you right. know? So it's just, I mean, it's, it makes it easier, I think. And like we were talking about with the table flipping it for me, especially, it makes it easier for me to get less offended at unchristians than it does for me to get at Christians. And that's actually what I'm working on. Like I need to have more grace for our own people, <laughs> you know, especially when you see people in the news and stuff and you're like, no, <laughs> that is the situation where we are told to correct your brothers and brothers yep. and sisters. Right. So it, it is okay to be a little frustrated at, fellow Christians who are living contrary to Christianity. Right. That's true. That's true. But yeah, they don't know any better. All right. So to recap, first of all, be confident in your own faith so that you don't get offended so easily. Uh, step two, um, 
show a different face or a different uh, point of view than what they might expect to see. Uh, what, what else should we, uh, what are the other steps to this? The way of doing that, right, is don't, you don't have to, don't dwell on That's the thing right. that may have caused offense. Right. right. Don't dwell on the misdeed, we'll say, um, yeah. because you want to show them the hope and the joy of Jesus. And a, a way of doing that is to literally tell them <laughs> uh, that's what you want to do. Um, also, and I'm sure we've said this, but if you are dwelling on what they're doing wrong, they're not going to want to hang out with you anymore. Uh, well, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see Erin, she keeps telling me that I'm saying these things wrong. <laughs> they're not going to hang out with me. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I'm not being a fun friend. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Pastor, would you mind closing us out in prayer today? I can. Jesus, we thank you for the confidence that we do have, the confidence of knowing that uh, we are yours, that you have um, sacrificed a great deal to make sure that is true in such a way that uh, no one else can take that away from us, um, that nothing that is said uh, about us or to us or in our presence uh, could, could shake that. Lord, we ask that you would inspire us and fill us once more by that confidence, that we would, as we um, find ourselves in in workplaces or school or, or neighborhood situations, or maybe in our own families around the table, uh, where we have those occasions um, and uh, things that are said that hurt us or that might, might cause us to flare up, um, that you would remind us of the confidence that we have in you, of who we are in you. And out of that confidence, give us um, peaceful hearts, peaceful minds, but also uh, the right words to share instead of, of um, harsh words or correction to share hope and joy uh, that is found in you. in you. In your name we pray that. Amen. Amen. Thank you for the conversation and thank you all for joining this week. Joining mm-hmm. us Have a great week. week. Bye ya. Have a good one. Thanks for joining us for the Pack the House show. For more content like this or to connect with us, visit our website, cornerstonelutheran.church.